I want to say this live on this recording. I have no hope of this actually going anywhere or making us any money, but in the event that it does, let's never screw each other over. Ashley's like, no, I'm gonna fuck all y'all. I can't no. say for sure what I will or won't do in the future. Damn. Welcome to Trash Rats, a podcast where we dig through the garbage in order to bring you the best of the worst. There's Mickey. Hi, I'm going to be screwed over in royalties later. Hey, what's up? I'm Rachel. I'm definitely getting a lawyer after this recording. And I'm Ashley, your guide today into the dismal depths of detritus. Ashley the Gemini wants to fuck us over. She's got two sides. And on the other hand, I love you all. Also, it's detritus. I think it's detritus. Send us a tweet and let us know who's right and who's wrong. You probably can't tell the difference between our voices, so just say, uh, whoever is right, just say Ashley was right. I can't believe you're gonna screw us over. I'm really upset. Bitch, you know I'm not. Okay, well, I can't tell. You seem so serious. Girl. I love you. You know my loyalty is undying. It better be. It's only a joke for the pod. I just, I know that you like being rich. I wish I had no morals. I wish I had... It would be a lot easier in life. I wish I had a bad character. Mm. I try every day. Yeah. Well, we're always trying to be the, the trashiest trash rats. So speaking of trash, Rachel. What's up? I was calling you trash. Oh. <laughs> How was your week, my dear? <laughs> <laughs> it's too funny for me to be mad. Oh, okay. My week was a dumpster fire of stress because I have a very stressful job and there's a lot of stuff going on there. If I can get serious for a moment. I had some really good communication breakthroughs this week. Since we've all been working at home during COVID and quarantine, communication has changed and gotten in some cases harder, but in some cases just different. And it's just not the same as like face-to-face collaboration and problem solving. But I made some really excellent strides and breakthroughs in other ways in it. So that was a really long, uh, serious, unfunny answer to your question. You know what? We're not here to always be funny. Um, snaps for breakthroughs. Snaps for yeah. breakthroughs. I can't communication. Snap. That's a, oh, there that's we go. a fun uh, personal okay. detail is that I cannot snap. Okay. Ashley can't snap. I can only snap with my left hand, despite the fact that I'm right-handed. And oh. Mickey can snap with both hands. I'm what you call a double snapper. I practiced young. I've <laughs> <laughs> always been jealous of the double snappers. Together, we encompass all the spectrum of snapping. <laughs> Anyways, Mickey! What's up? How was your week, girl? Uh, not much happened. It was a slow week in which I bought some things on the internet. Yes. I, I got these new pants, which I really Mm -hmm. like and make my butt look good. But then the problem is they immediately stretched out and are now like a full size too big. Wait, hold on. Can you spin around for us real quick? Let's do that booty. Yeah, that was pretty good. She's 
Nikki's snaps right. for my butt. Nikki's right. <laughs> and those were her own personal snaps that she did for her own butt. You gotta yeah. love thyself. We said it verbally. <laughs> Let me describe Nikki's pants for you. They're a high-waisted, cropped, loose, updated version of the mom jean. Of the mom jean. The mom jean. Yeah, so it's the mom thing of being a little baggy. So my week. Yeah, how was oh, your week, Ashley? Hey, in case, Ashley. In case anyone was interested. <laughs> hey, Ashley. How was your week? I tried to flip Mickey off earlier today, and I it hurt. You hurt your hand? No, it hurt my finger. Like, I have spent my whole life, like, popping all my bones, like, all Crack, my knuckles cracking? and everything. I think that's called cracking. Can I say, as a testament to our friendship, I don't even remember you trying to flip me off or flipping me off at all because... <laughs> because it happens all the time. It's just, like, yeah, it just it's just is part of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's abuse is constant. Like, it's, like, the same relationship you would have with having a cat. This creature that hates you, but you know not really. Yeah. That's exactly how I describe myself. Hmm. A house cat with a smartphone. So anyways, it hurt to flip Mickey off earlier. And then I realized after my years of cracking on my bones, <laughs> I'm worried now that I'm going to have arthritis mm. and I'll never be able to flip someone off again in the future. Girl, you will always be able to flip someone off. Don't worry. I, I hope if that we if have I to do find... get arthritis that my hand gets into the perfect position to always <laughs> be flipping off. Just like a, a we'll frozen just... bird that you can use at will. Yes. <laughs> we'll just make you a little mannequin hand that's okay. like flipping something off and you can just hold it up. It just goes over my hand. Yeah, it'll, yes, it'll be like a glove. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Should we... <laughs> Should we uh, head right into Rachel's recap? The last two episodes, Rachel, what can you recall? Um, okay. So... Should we prompt you with a couple? Yes, I would love to have their names as a prompt. How about Lewis and Aya? Lewis and Aya are... Yes, okay. This is a Filipino lady. And the husband, husband-to-be, he has an ex-wife who she has very strong opinions about how Lewis and Aya's relationship can proceed, and she wanted Aya to agree to not have children with Lewis. That's the major milestone that I remember coming out of last week. That's about right. Yeah. My ex-husband. You got it. And then Aya met the kids. That was yeah. about it. Right. The and they were lenses. <laughs> and they were crazy and like broke the couch. Oh. Yeah. All right, how about Mike and Aziza? Aziza is a Russian girl who has trouble eating. Sorry, eating in front of people. Mike tried to pressure her into tasting food in front of people. He was essentially trying to lure her into exposure shock therapy while wedding planning. <laughs> and has a very overbearing mom. Yeah. You got it. We also had their bachelor and bachelorette parties. I forgot about the bachelor and bachelorette parties. Oh, and they were bad. All right. How about Russ and Paola? Paola is super hot, adorable Brazilian lady. Colombian. She's the Colombian lady. And Russ is the metrosexual <laughs> pink boy, I think. Where in Oklahoma? Yep, Owasso. Exactly, where in Oklahoma. Oh, and they rented an apartment that is fully furnished mm -hmm. in some weird Oklahoman... Let's call it grandma style. Grandma style, mm -hmm. yeah. They did some tailgating in the last episode. Did some tailgating. And does Russ also have an overbearing mom? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. The mom okay. that wants to make sure that Paola learns how to cook all of her recipes. So and that's cute. It, um, doesn't come downstairs in totally suitable pajamas. Right. They were uncomfortable with Paola's pajamas. Okay. That leaves our last couple. Kara the Lamb. Kara Lamb. And Alan. Kara Lamb and Alan, who just happens to be Mormon. They're in LA and he's making her stay with his parents. Very important that they don't accidentally have sex because God knows you can't control our animal urges. We can um, slip and slide all over that apartment. Who knows what might happen? We don't know. We don't know. She did some modeling for something. She did the like trial photo don't, shoot. That was what it was, which was Alan's worst fear was that she would come to LA and get quote unquote discovered. So before we get started, Rachel, I we want to ask you, of the four couples, which do you think will make it to their wedding day? Oh, um, yeah, read them off. Read them off to me. Louis and Aya. No. Mike and Aziza. Absolutely not. Russ and Paula. Yes. And Alan and Kirillam. Yes. Let's move on to our okay. first couple. I um, just glanced at Ashley's notes, which I know I'm not supposed to do, but I just saw the word goatees, and I got really excited. Okay. I okay. hope we get there soon. I'm not looking. Okay, let's go. Okay. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. So we're going to talk about Lewis and I at first, and the first thing that happens is we see that Lewis is confirming the purchase of the dress of Aya's dream dress. Oh. So he did he did good. He did, he did it. right. Good. Yeah. He put it on his card. Good man. So she's like obviously very excited, very happy about the dress, but then talks about her own frustrations, let's say, with her body. Oh. She feels like she, ever since she came to America, she's gotten fat. And it's Aww. because her mom is calling her fat. Oh, Not cool, mom. Not cool, mom. Not cool, mom. Because now Aya's in tears because she she wants to look her best on her wedding day and she has the dress. But now her mom's calling her chubby and it's taking a hit and she feels that she needs to be sexy to look good for this day. Which is and it's not just her mom. Her friends are saying that she's fat. Aya, get better friends. We're here for you. Yeah, Aya, please reach out to us. We want to be friends with you. We how think long, you're beautiful. How long has she been in the U.S.? Like, not even 90 days. Yeah. And they're telling her she's gotten fat? Mm-hmm. Has she actually gained weight? She's, I didn't see a difference in I, between. I mean, I didn't. That's so, that's so sad. <laughs> and then, like, so as she's upset about this, Louis says to her, like, he doesn't see any weight gain. Which is so sweet. A good man. Like, great. But then he does get a little frustrated with it, and he, like, doesn't know how to handle a woman saying, like, she feels fat. Can I share a quote? I don't want to have a fight with a girl about how fat she thinks she is. Stupid. Yeah. So he was, he approached it incorrectly, let's say. But the intention was good. Was nice. Yeah. So that that conversation ultimately ended up with Aya left the room and was in tears, which is really sad. Yeah. But then Lewis took a second, recomposed himself, went in, and was very comforting and saying how beautiful she is and how beautiful she's going to look on her wedding day. And, like, we got some points here for Lewis for coming through in the end. 
everyone listening, take a minute to pause this podcast and go tell your partner or anyone you're with or yourself in the mirror for that matter yes. how fucking good you look right now or yeah. they look right now. Give yeah. yourself a compliment. Go look in the mirror and just be like, hey, you look hot. Because you do fucking look hot. You look fucking hot. You look so goddamn hot. You, look- you know what? If you're single, you look hot. If you got a partner, you look hot. If you got a partner, they look hot. And let them know. You go look in the mirror and then you say in your best Buffalo Bill voice, Don't do that. <laughs> What's your. No, we have to hear <laughs> Do you. Okay, Tell them. You know, I want to hear your Tell best Buffalo You want to hear voice. my best Buffalo Bill Yes. I. Let me. Okay, how about. First, you have to tuck your dick under. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I put on my, my women. My woman leggings. Um, <laughs> now I can't do it. Look, you just say to yourself in your in your best Buffalo Bill voice in your head. You just say the words, I'd fuck me. That's all. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Ashley. I'm really disappointed. Ashley, you're just going to make me cut it anyways. So then we cut to um, Tanya's picking up Aya for the kids, like, meeting the parents at school thing. That's not weird. Well, it was kind of sweet because she was including Aya mm. into the parenting process. Okay. Okay, I see that. Well, Tanya and I were talking about Lewis's dating style together and how kind of refreshing and cute that was. So Aya sort of had a connecting moment with someone with who could relate to her, like, situation. So that was really sweet. Um, and I also saw Tanya's Wonder Woman tattoo. So, now I know that Tanya has a Wonder Woman tattoo and a Catwoman tattoo. Ooh, she likes those superhero ladies. She likes the super ladies. Yeah, this conversation, Tanya was, she's basically just checking in with Aya to make sure that Aya is sure she wants to do this to go forward with the wedding. She's saying, are you actually sure this is all so fast? Are you 60% sure? Are you, like, if you're not 100% sure, please don't do this because... I'm being selfish. I have to think of my boys. I don't want them to get attached to you. And then, you know, if you're going to run, run now kind of a thing. So it's kind of a little bit weird, but also the thing that was really comforting too was I appreciated that. And actually that was a really kind thing for Tanya to do to make Mm -hmm. that space for her to actually ask where she's at on this path. So yeah, that was just really nice. So I felt seen and was happy to have Tanya looking out for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think Tanya felt better too after that. I mean, it it does seem like they will have like a friendship going forward, like, or if not a friendship, a good co-parenting relationship. So after we see all of this, we move on to the bachelor party. Oh God! And it is. I'm surprised we didn't do this for your bachelor party, Mickey. It's Mickey's favorite activity. Bowling. <laughs> Mickey is an expert bowler. Yes. Thank you. Thank Everyone you. here at the bowling alley in the like at the bachelor party looks like a nineties hacker. They have goatees, they're wearing like you know, like baggy, like button down shirts with long sleeves underneath. Cargo oh shorts, baggy pants, bucket hats, mutton chops. Mutton chops. Yes, I want to go to this party so bad. It looked, honestly, 
We would have killed there. We would have destroyed. <laughs> Wait, on yeah. bowling scores or looks? Because, I mean, clearly the looks oh. department. Yes, thank you. I mean, looks I mean, 100%. Mickey would pick up the bowling scores for yeah. I did forget to look at the screens to see who was winning. I don't oh, know if they showed that. I don't oh, think they did. Sh- I Probably because it was the scores were so bad. Uh, but instead, we're going to talk about the wedding day. Because that's the next scene that they show us. So, Lewis is nowhere to be found. Two hours before the wedding at the, the venue, wedding, at the uh, venue, which appears to be a Catholic, what would they be then, a Catholic church? Yeah, dun, a Catholic dun. church. I think Catholics only have church. <laughs> I, don't think they're, I don't think they're like Catholic um, Applebee's or anything <laughs> like that. It's got to be a church, right? <laughs> if church was held at Applebee's, I would have never <laughs> gone in the first place. Okay, wedding day at the Catholic Olive Garden. At the Catholic Olive Garden. Slash Applebee's. The combination Olive Garden, Applebee's, church. My new favorite church slash restaurant. Lewis isn't there. They're looking for him. Aya doesn't love that. No. Uh, you know, an hour and 20 minutes go by, and now we're 40 minutes to the wedding, and he's not there. Oh. But he runs in. The priest is giving him shit about being late. Let's see. The priest told him, I'm so mad at you. Why the hell did you wait until the last minute? This is your own wet wedding. Um, you f- we find out at this point Lewis is late because he was setting up the reception hall single-handedly and he wanted to make sure it looked perfect for Aya. So this priest looks like a real asshole. Oh yep. my god. Yep. So they walk down the aisle. They say their I do's. They're happy. They go to the reception. All right, so let's talk wedding traditions here. Wedding traditions. They're great. We love them. They're great until you, you have to watch a garter belt toss. Oh. It's Okay, let me just start by saying this wedding wasn't well attended. This seems no. like a very sweet couple. They didn't have a lot of people there. Well, because all of Vi's friends live in the Philippines. Yeah. So do you have any guesses as, as to who might have caught the garter belt? I'm going to guess it was one of Russ's children. Uh, you just guessed it right. It's Why not, would you even let them out there to catch it? He caught the garter belt. I don't. Even, I think it was the younger of the two. I don't actually know. But basically, he caught it. They, him and a few other small children were wrestling for the garter belt and fell on the floor, and one mm-hmm. of the kids caught it. Mm-hmm. Probably shoved it in his mouth and dirty little purse. Garter belts are weird. Oh, okay. So I want to get back to it real quick because I just have one last thing to say. Is that Louis and Aya, the last thing that they say is that they want to have a child together. At least one child. At least one. Which goes uh, against what Tanya was saying. Did they say this to Tanya? Nope. They said it to the camera. Oh, shit. Drama. So, our next couple that we're going to talk about tonight is Mike and Aziza. As Rachel recapped, (laughs) it was the Bachelor and Bachelorette party. Hot mess. We come in on Aziza sitting on the porch, hanging out with the dog, and... Oh, there's a dog? You never told me about the dog. There's a dog. It's Mike's dog. I'm pretty sure you've never told me about the dog. It's a really beautiful, I believe, a chocolate long-haired retriever or something. (gasps) Something. It's beautiful. It's a handsome dog, uh, not a handsome groom. (laughs) (laughs) The dog itself is so sweet, we haven't even mentioned it because he has not been offensive. He or she has not been offensive in any way. Yeah, good point. What's Very sweet voice or girl. We don't know. So we come in on Aziza sitting on the porch with the dog the morning after the bachelor and bachelorette parties, and she reveals that Mike has not come home. Ooh. 
Ooh. The last that we saw of Mike was that he was hitting on um, the girls that showed up on the party bus. The bachelorette party that happened to be happening at the same venue that he was having his bachelor party at. Party bus ain't nothing but trouble. So, fucking, here comes goddamn... Mike sauntering up the street like ain't nothing happened. Hungover saunter. Hungover saunter. So he comes up like nothing fucking happened, says hi to the dog, and he's like, oh hey Aziza, what's up? Wow. He didn't spend the night somewhere else. We find out he spent the night at Scott's house, which his friend Scott and Kelly live up the road, so it's Still a little bit of a mystery, like, was there a need for him to, to stay up the road when he could have walked to his own home yep. that same night? I call bull. The kid's shaking her head. I call bull. I call, I call bull, too, and uh, Aziza also calls bull and, decide, and says that she's going to put a stop to any of his further drinking. Oh. And then from there, we do Aziza's wedding dress shopping. We are at 37 days before the wedding. She decides to go wedding dress shopping with Mike's mom and Mike's sister. Yay! Oh, and Kelly. And Kelly shows up. They do the wedding dress shopping. It's boring. Yeah, Aziza doesn't know what she wants. It's a big store, fancy store. She kind of walks around hemming and hawing. Oh, so nice. Oh, everything is so nice. Oh, I don't know. And then she finds a dress. Yeah, whatever. A dress. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. I mean, it's, it's a dress. It's a dress, yeah. It's a dress. She, she doesn't seem stoked. I mean, we gotta... Oh, I will say... Okay, okay, let's backtrack it. She finds a dress. Aziza, Aziza gives a moderate smile. The mom, Travolta, starts crying. She's so moved, she starts tearing up. Amy actually smiles. The sister, uh, sister-in-law actually smiles at Aziza. And we see her barely turning and wiping what is a small tear away. So... What we assume is a tear. What we assume is a tear. There's just been moisture. Allergies. Perhaps are we having some family relationship breakthroughs? Maybe. Probably. Either way, it was some fine camera work by mm-hmm. the crew of 90 Day I love the editors. They're great. So, um, after they do the wedding shopping, we go back to Aziza talking to her mom on um, video chat, and they're discussing on whether or not her parents can come to America for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Their visas don't get approved. Oh. So they're not able to come. And so from here, Aziza starts really questioning a lot. She's pretty bummed that the wedding is going to be her and Mike and all of Mike's family and all of Mike's friends and only her. And no one she knows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From there, um, Aziza's pretty sad. And then we fast forward to... Oh. The wedding day? The oh, wedding day? It's here already? Do they make it? Don't they? Was you said no. no. I said no. I did. I, I said no. So. I'm a cynic. Um, the morning of the wedding day, Mike drinks three energy drinks and is extremely sweaty. He is totally fine. He's not vibrating through walls or anything no, like that. No, no. But not. he's definitely sweaty. And then we see Aziza getting ready the morning of the wedding. And she's sitting down with um, this, like, Mike's sister and his friend Kelly. And she has, like, an actual, like, kind of breakthrough here. Uh And I'm super proud of her. 
is we get to see her eat a muffin and fruit. In front of people? In front of people. Two other people that aren't Mike. Aww. Good for you, Aziza. We love progress. Yep. Good job. Yeah. That's probably the last good thing that happened to me. <laughs> uh, the only other thing was Mike found the last of his Russian vodka in a flask and he put it in his pocket to take with him. Yeah, which is kind of nice. Yeah, no, I actually love that. Yeah. You're going to have a flask at the wedding always. I mean, for sure. But also, he's, like, going to get pretty fucked up if he's drinking three energy drinks and then he's going to go straight to vodka straight later. Straight to vodka! Why that's, would... that's my fucking kind of party, though. <laughs> that's uh, about to be a lot of projectile vomiting. I can't wait to party like that. Someone call me if you're going to party like that. Call Ashley. She loves to party. She wants three energy drinks and some Russian vodka. <laughs> so we see the morning of uh, the wedding. We see Mike carrying a boombox into the church. Cool. Where did he even find a boombox? I mean, I think he found it in 1990. <laughs> He's been saving it ever since. He was like, I'm tucking this away for my wedding day. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, moving on. We see Aziza. She looks unhappy. Like, gray. Oh, no. Ill. And she says that standing there, like, waiting to walk through the doors was one of the worst feelings ever. And she looks like she's gonna throw up. And she's not the one who drank three energy drinks. Or any Russian vodka. Yeah. So, they get married. Best moment of Mike's life. That's a direct quote. Uh, you know, Aziza looked like she was gonna puke, but at least Mike was happy, I guess. Cool. So they get married, and then the parents say that they're gonna back off now that they see, like, Aziza has uh, proved that she loves Mike. They're gonna back off a little bit, and uh, she really loves him, and even if people don't see it, they don't have to prove anything. So now that we have proved that love conquers all, even not being in love, let's move on to our third couple. So our third couple that we're going to talk about tonight is Rustin Powell. Paola. I'm getting like so familiar with her. I'm calling her Pow at every opportunity. Well, Pow is a fucking sweet nickname. Das, das, das. Das, das, das. <laughs> So we come upon them having to meet their wedding DJ and learning salsa with him is what we're led to believe. Their wedding DJ also teaches salsa. He's a man of many talents. I believe that. The only thing that I could focus on here in this scene was that Russ's pants looked like they were pigeon shit stained. Ew. <laughs> His pants looked like a pigeon shit on them. No, I know, but... Explain to me what type of pants these are and why these that are, would be an option. These are boot cut pants. That makes me understand. Like a strong medium blue with a, blue. a lot of distressing, mm-hmm. apparently paint, faux paint, paint marks. Yes, like right here on oh, the Oh, Russ, no. Russ, bad pants. Uh, okay, well, fuck so, me gently with the chainsaw. Do you, do you think that Russ did well with his dance lessons? No. They call him the penguin? Them. Let's define them. It's who are them? Them are Paula and the DJ who are both giggling together and dancing much better than Russ is with the assistant. So there's four people <laughs> in the room. Three of which laughing at Russ. Yep. And calling him the penguin. So okay. he gets so mad about it, right? Like, he gets so offended about it. Mm-hmm. And he tells the instructor to back off. Ooh. But 
he has no personality. Right. And so his, like, his affect is so flat. Ooh. I'm like, you better back off. You. With a pointed finger. Back off. And while he tells Paola, hey, I'm over here trying to learn your silly Latin dance. You don't laugh at me. Yeah, your silly Latin I'm, dance. Your I'm, silly Latin dance. I'm just listening to the directions and you're sitting here laughing at me. Wow. It's not sensitive. You're a piece of shit and you don't know how to dance, Russ. Russ, fuck you. Fuck you, Russ. So then it's time to go look at dresses. And Russ's Yay. cousin takes Paola to look at dresses. And the first dress that Paola sees is that Pau sees as she walks in the door is this very revealing bustier-style bra with boning and tulle. So the boobs were covered. The rest of the stomach was not covered, but you could see the boning of the dress, and the tulle was covering it. See-through. Oh, oh, I get it. Totally see-through, totally sexy. Okay. Yes, get it, girl. And then the cousin says, it's a little racy for Oklahoma. Ow! Russ wouldn't be happy. If it's a little racy for Oklahoma, then why the fuck is it on a mannequin in Osweilowalo, Oklahoma? I am nodding my head in agreement. What's it doing there? Good if it's point. too racy for Oklahoma, what's it doing why is it there? <clears throat> the cousin is also trying to dissuade her from this dress because Paula loves it. She says... She looks fucking hot. She, she looks, looks hot. Let's just say she tries it on. She comes out. She looks hot. She's a sexy-ass motherfucker. The cousin is trying to dissuade her, talking about how Russ won't like it, Russ's mom won't like it, and then she says somebody's going to have a heart attack. I predict the person having a heart attack is going to be the shopkeeper who found the dress for her, which is like a 60-some-odd-year-old man who helped her to the fitting room, and he's standing there flush in the corner. As that's also happening. Not just that guy, but then some random other, like, guy standing in the corner. Is that guy the owner? Does he work there? Is he a passerby? So, Russ gets called into work, and then Pow, as he's leaving, says, my passion's about to die. Ooh. She's like... Even though she knows what his job entails. He was supposed to apparently get the three months off that she was there. Yeah. Classic His, conflict, though. Ca- classic, classic shitty employer. They turned around and said, you know, what, half the way in. Like, no, you're going to have to come to this job site anyway. Yep. And also, you can't have your wedding day off. Yep. So now they're in a position as a couple where they don't even know if he'll be present at their wedding. And the only thing that Russ is giving her is, just let's keep hoping about it. Something will work out. And it's like, yeah. no, what is the concrete steps and actions you're planning on taking if you can't be present in your actual wedding ceremony. I'm going to blame capitalism in this one, though. I'm going to blame the man. It's capitalism. 100%. Um, So the the night of Powell's bachelorette party, she actually calls him, and she's basically, like, saying, like, we are forever. If, like, I want to be with you forever, your job is not going to be forever. You need to be here for the wedding. So Russ decides, like, other work will come. So he leaves. Wow. Damn. Good job, Russ. Props. Okay, so now we're at the day of the wedding. You said... I said yes, right? You said yes. I said yes to this couple. So we see Pal. We got her in her dress that is not super slutty. Oh, she didn't pick the slutty dress? She did not pick the slutty dress. Bummer. But she did decide to wear elbow-length 
satin opera gloves. Cool. Very pretty woman. And she got picked up in a horse-drawn carriage. So it's, Where are we? <laughs> it's very fairy tale this wedding. Okay. So they show up at the church at night, and it's this gorgeous, like, fully glass church. It's all glass everywhere, which would look gorgeous in the daytime. But at night, you just see dark glass. Aww. They had a lot of, like, a pink and blue neon lights outside to kind of like spruce it up a little. Was it a new church? It looked pretty new. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about what Russ decided to wear to the wedding. Oh, I'm excited. Do tell. Do you have any guesses? This quote pink boy that we've been following this whole season. Okay, please tell me that there's a bolo tie. I love a bolo tie. We've got a gray suit, pale pink piping trim and a pastel orange tie because that's his signature color. He is bringing it back from the first episode with the orange Henley shirt, and now he is connecting it with his wedding tie. Dude. Oh, and guess what? Powell also wore an orange garter belt, so. Not into that. And because it was Oklahoma, there was line dancing at the wedding, so. And on that note, let's talk about Alan and Kirillum. Yay, my favorite couple. My favorite dumpster fire. <laughs> if oh. you recall in the last episode, when Kirillum was having her first modeling sessions, Alan immediately decided to skip forward the wedding and lock it down. So we come in one day before the wedding, watching Alan buy his wedding band. One day before the wedding. You have to be sure that the style you like is in the size that you want at the jewelry store that you visit. Like, what are the fucking odds of this? Also, though, are you even looking for a style you like? Or are you looking for anything that will be in your size so that you can have sex tomorrow? Maybe he's just like, give me any band so that I can get married and have sex. Oh, and real quick, what was your forecast on this cut on this couple? Oh, I said yes on this one. All right. So we see the next thing that we see is that uh, Kirillum is going to get her nails done, and uh, she's with someone that we're not introduced to. I guess was never important enough to get their name or who it, is this person? Some random. Some other Mormon lady. Okay, yes, some other Mormon lady. There's a whole category of those. It's uh, S-O-M-L. Some of the Mormon ladies. Some of the So this Sommel is asking Kirillam if she's excited about the wedding night, if she's nervous, because as we've said before, they're obsessed with sex and they're creeps. And Kirillam says that she doesn't know what to do. And then at this point, the friend... The Sommel looks over at Kirillum like a fucking wolf. Like, you see all of her teeth. She looks like she's about to devour her. And she goes, have you been waxed? Oh, my God. To this poor, sweet, Brazilian <gasps> lamb. Kirillum. So, that's where we leave off there oh, with Kirillum no. getting waxed. She says, no pain, no gain. At first, I honestly thought she was talking about just the wedding to Alan in general. <laughs> yeah, full-ass body wax. Oh, man. So, okay, so basically she's going to look like a plucked chicken. <laughs> I know, yeah, you know what I didn't think about until you said it just now? It was, like, after you wax, like, your face, 
several days were broken out in red. Yeah. Wait. So, like, I wouldn't want to wax my eyebrows and the rest of my body and then the next day have my wedding. Yeah, no. That sounds terrible. Absolutely I didn't even not. think about the, the turnaround <gasps> time on that. Now it's the wedding day, and um, we see Kirlin getting her hair and makeup done by Alan's sisters, even though we've previously seen her getting a hair trial. Did they have a, an appointment booked with this hairstylist, but because they moved up the wedding by three months? This stylist said, oh, yeah, no, I'm busy. This, awesome. This tomorrow. I'm busy tomorrow. Who knows? Who knows? So what we do now is the sisters are doing hair and makeup. And then they give Kirillam, like, a really lovely gift of a necklace with a Brazilian stone. And it's to, like, bring her closer to home on her wedding day. Aww. And then they're also, all of them also have, like, a matching one to bring them closer to her. Okay, that's very sweet, actually. I, I enjoy the symbolism. It's very, very sweet. But then they get a phone call that they're late to the temple. She has curlers in her hair. Oh, <laughs> her dear. makeup is not ready. So, yeah. question. Is Carolyn, is she converted? Yes. Okay. She's Got 100% it. a Mormon, so okay. she's allowed to get married in the temple. Got it. So... Um, Alan calls to say, where are you? You were supposed to be at the temple at 9 a.m. That's too early. Yeah. What are you talking about? Why nothing happens you... on time anyway for a wedding. No. Let alone nothing. 9 a.m. No. He's desperate and probably got the only appointment slot time at a temple he could on that short <laughs> yeah, notice is exactly. my assumption. Literally nothing interesting about this wedding except for the fact that they do include Kirillin's parents by Skype. So they like have a laptop there like right at the altar. They say hi like right after they do their vows. It's really sweet. Um, But other than that, nothing interesting. And then they have a Mormon party. And so from there, you think it's over. Mm. You think it's over. Mm. But guess where we are now? Hawaii! Wait, what? We're in Hawaii for the honeymoon. That's what uh, Kirillam calls Hawaii. That's so cute. So basically, it's a lot of more uncomfortable sex talk here. You can tell they haven't fucked yet because I guess maybe they flew from Utah to Hawaii the same day. Maybe that's why they had the 9 (laughs) a.m. call time. Also, I want to know how they planned a trip to Hawaii for a honeymoon when they just moved the wedding forward to, like... I mean, I feel like it was within a week or two of actually... It had to have been expensive. Yeah. Okay, I had several Hawaiian dorm mates my freshman year, and apparently there is a large Hawaiian Mormon population. Yeah. So there's a Utah-Hawaii connection. I think that um, there is like a Hawaiian Mormon uh, conspiracy, and if they hear this podcast, we're no. gonna get murdered. No. But I think that exists. So there's some good deals there. Let's cut this part out. Or let's convert to Mormonism so that we get can get to Hawaii plan. really cheap. And we can get our own planet when we die. Yeah. Well, I also want to mention that Alan, when Carolyn takes her shirt off, for the beach. Oh. He says it's the sexiest he's ever seen her. Oh. She's literally in a bikini top and like long shorts. Hey. Like the shorts were so long that there was 
the scene in which the, you know, the person with the camera, they film this butt with these long shorts, and then it pans out to reveal that it's Kira Lim and not Alan. Like, the shorts are so modest. Modest is modest. It's not, like, <laughs> so overtly sexual. So anyway, this is pre, uh, pre-boning. Pre-boning. Pre-boning, clearly. Yeah. So, they fucked. Yay. Now they can do what married couples do, is the direct quote from Alan. Uh, apparently that means they can lie awkwardly in a hotel room, tickling, tickling while pretending to have your eyes closed. Yep. What? Um, That's and then he's talked about how he wants eight kids, no. and she wants one. Eight? No. Good luck having sex that many times, Alan. You're never going to make it. So... After all of this, after learning all about all the couples, Rachel, as of 2019, I want you to tell me of the four couples who you think are still together. Oh, ooh, an interesting challenge. So this was mm. filmed, we believe, in 2013 because it aired in January 2014. Oh, so long ago. And then the article I found was March 2019 of these couples who are still together or not. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to guess that Lewis and I, I was wrong about them going through with it. They did get married. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say they're still together. You're correct. Yes. And they have a kid. Oh. Hey. We, where we left in the episode was uh, Lewis was taking some classes. And I was looking for work, and they were actively pursuing their future. That's yeah. cute. Yeah. Okay, Russian couple. Mike and Aziza. Mike and Aziza, I'm going to say no. As of 2019, they are married oh. with a child. Oh, oh my gosh. I didn't expect a child. Uh, when we left them at the episode, Aziza was working on getting her hospitality degree. All right, all right. After that, we have Russ and Pow, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say um, no. As of 2019, actually, I can speak to more recently, as of 2020, they are married with a baby. Oh my gosh. Okay. Dude, everyone's killing it. Uh, When we left the episode, Russ had found a better job that didn't make him commute and gave him better hours. Uh, And they were getting ready to have a second wedding in Columbia for all of her family. Aww, look at these cuties. All right. And last, we have our favorite Mormon couple. Alan and Kiriliam. Kiriliam. This girl, this woman, whose name we will someday learn to pronounce, possibly. I'm going to say yes. As of 2019, yes, married with a toddler. Oh, they did do it. Uh, When we left the episode, Alan was, quote, impressing Kiriliam with his home cooking, and they were starting to think about having children. Okay, and that brings us to our final segment in which we award the Dumpster Fire of the Week, Rachel. In this segment, Ashley and I will each nominate two of the hottest trash moments, be it people, be it inanimate objects, be it anything, that were just the worst. And you, Rachel, will award who is the worst of the worst. I can't wait. Let's get up. Let's do it. Ashley, your first nomination, please. Okay, so my first nomination is the woman who helped Aziza at the wedding dress place. (laughs) Because as a person who has gone wedding dress shopping before, 
nothing is in your size. And so when they fit a wedding dress on you, they put these clips on the back of the dress mm-hmm. to, to show you what it's going to look like once you get it fitted. And this woman just held on to the back of the dress the entire time. So she was just like, just fistfuls of dress behind Aziza. Aziza did like fall over onto the, like the little pedestal you have to stand on to at one point because probably she was being held and like. Being held and jostled around. Yeah. Were they Any just... normal wedding dress place would have clips. They're binder clips. Were yeah. they just out of clips? <laughs> what? Who knows? They couldn't have run next door to the office depot. <laughs> so that is my nomination. All right, my first nomination is going to be the disappointing sex night, first sex night of Alan and Carolyn. Especially, sorry, Carolyn, that had to have been rough. But not rough, just sad. Just premature. Mm. I hope she had a laugh. I mean, I'm sure even if she did, it wouldn't have made a difference. I mean, that's not a big neck, big neck getting farted. That's a... At her with his little, like, worms. That's like a stupid Miata. Brave worms. It's just a Halloween candy snack size. It's like a Volkswagen Beetle that's going to beep at you from the outside of the parking garage. Oh, oh no. Um, so, my second nomination is Russ's Pants in the salsa section. Because his pants... He was, first of all, in oh, boot cut pants. And this was, was the pigeon shit pants? These are the pigeon shit pants. <laughs> yes. They look like pigeon shit all over them. He didn't get it changed. And then he just decided to go dancing in them. Okay. Our final nomination for the segment is the sassy priest, who I hope feels like a real asshole now. But he was being so rude to Lewis, he was just trying to make the most of this DIY wedding. And that is hard when you're trying to set up everything by yourself. Aww. Fuck you, priest, father. Fuck you, father. All right. <laughs> That's what I said all through high school. All right, can I, get a, uh, can I get a drum roll? The one that I was already thinking of before you said it was the disappointing sex. Yay! Because we all know it was sad. It was not... Twilight breaking dawn. Bed breaking. No. Mm-mm. Well, sorry about that disappointing sex, Carolyn. Sorry about that. That's a bummer. But I guess you have a oh, child yeah. now. Hopefully you're done. They figured something out. Yeah. Yeah. So that does it for the first season of 90 Day Fiance. Wow! We can't believe we did it. A whole first season? The whole first season. Amazing. So next we'll be starting in season two and we'll be doing the first two episodes. We hope to see you guys then. Or hear you. Or you hear us. You hear us. We hope you'll be hearing us then. We really hope you'll tune in. Listen. Rate. Subscribe. Subscribe. Rate. Review. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Trash Rats Podcast or on Twitter at Trash Rats Pod. And as always, a life is trash and so are we. Farewell. <laughs>